Welcome back to Challenges of Faith radio program. I'm Gary McCants. Thank you for joining. I'd like to acknowledge God and our listeners. The Challenges of Faith radio program was formed for the purpose of strengthening and or re-strengthening the believer of the household of faith. In essence, what the Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, So one person sharpens another. You can find that in Proverbs 27, verse 17. My role in 2024, as it has been and is more vocal now, is simply to open my mouth, let others do the same on where we've been, where we're at, and where we'll be heavenly and down here on earth. If you want to hear that is. And speaking of hearing, challenges of faith listeners consist of 80% ladies, 20% men, ages 23 at tw- and through 27 at 20%, 28 through 34 at 20%, 45 through 59 at 20%, and 60 plus at 20%. Thank you taking the time out of your precious schedule to tune in to Challenges of Faith radio program, making it number four, God, allowing it to be out of the top 100 Christian podcasts to listen to in 2024. So you want to create a family, don't you? You know you do, or do you? And you say the reason why you want to do it is to carry on your family name and your values. Now, what you think about tonight's program, only if you want to, 
And whenever you listen to it, 24 hours, seven days a week, I believe 80-plus platforms. Praise God. What does it mean to create a family? What does it mean to carry on the family name and values? Because you got to remember, there are individuals out there that's comprised of a family to them. And their family may, and their values may consist of violating laws. And so they may not see anything wrong with that, do you? Or maybe you want to create a family because you love babies. And small children, but wait a minute, wait a minute, they got to grow up like you. You know, but a lot of times we forget that we were once a baby. And God forbid your children even think you were once a baby or grandchildren or great-grandchildren. Or maybe just because of your human biology, 99% of U.S. citizens believe the same. Oh, you want to give and receive unconditional love. Do you know what unconditional love really is? Do you really? I'm not saying you don't. I'm just posing questions as we prepare to get into the relational topic. You want to give it, and you want it received. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, there's somebody's going to act like there's something wrong with that because they want to be one-sided. Remember, I'm talking about 99-plus individuals that you and I are going to meet on a daily basis, characters, irrespective of the skin tone, irrespective of their gender, irrespective of their state of life, their titles, their economics, whatever the case may be, the, you know, the degrees or lack thereof. All you're talking about is giving and receiving unconditional love, not being one-sided. Or maybe you want to create a family, you know, to, to give your children the chance to enjoy existence. You don't want them just to exist, do you? You know, my mom. I remember. <laughs> you know I got to laugh. And my father and they both joined together, you know, absent from the body, present with the Lord, I believe. along with my wife and son and grandparents on both sides and mother, who I call mother, my mom's mom, and all the ancestors, and my oldest brother, Michael. But she would tell me (laughs) when I was young, don't let anybody tell you what you cannot be. A mother would say, baby, be all you can be. They didn't say nothing about just to enjoy existence. Don't you want to live? You know you do. Don't you want your children to live? You know you do. Or grandchildren. Don't you want to give meaning to their life? Isn't that one of the reasons? You want to create a family? Or do you just want to create and mold a life? You know, you know, God has a plan and purpose for our lives and love because of what his son did for you and for me. 
And then you have parents or parents or whomever raised you that they just want to mold your life so that you're living for them and them only. Or you want to fix the mistakes that you believe your parents made. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, when I tell ladies and guys, guys and ladies, you know, you, you want to be careful. And if you're able to try to ascertain where one's parents came from in their environment and all of that, and don't make an assumption. You know, I got married, my son's mom and I, when we were teenagers. Think about that for a moment. Don't, without excuses from me. I know you're going to give up a couple, but I have none. But think about that individual who is being molded by somebody who is saying, if that's you, it wasn't me. I'm going to mold you to go out there and and do wrong and use people, misuse people, abuse people. Don't assume that that person who happened to have been your parent or parents, that they knew how to be a parent. Remember now, you want to create a family, and you have all of your reasons. Maybe you're under social pressure and expectations from somebody. Who is that? Are you on the same page uh, about your future with the person in your life? You know, that boyfriend and girlfriend, girlfriend and boyfriend, and husband and wife, wife and husband. Now, you know, before they became your husband and wife, wife and husband, they were your boyfriend or girlfriend, girlfriend or boyfriend, were they not? Well, did you just meet the person, said you were in love with them and they and you, and let's go? And even if you're ready to start a family, that person in your life, they may have a different perspective on their life. The question is, have you sat down and asked them when they picture family in their future? Have you let them know how you're feeling about it just in case they're feeling differently than you? Or is it your way and the highway? Because if you both agree that you're ready, and that's a good sign. Because, you know, Think about it. You're talking about starting a family. That's a large step. And you got to respect each other's choice, especially if you're not ready yet. Are you really ready? Do you really feel secure in your relationship? You know, today is all nice. The next day, one of the other's shoes done fell down, you know, and now you're not feeling all secure. Are you prepared to support each other when you're starting that family together? I mean, think of, do you really feel excited? You know, you're going to raise a family. And you got to remember, you shouldn't want a family because you think it's going to make you happy. You should have a family because you're excited to share that happiness is with your children. But you don't put your all in all on that child. Just like you don't put your all in all on that lady or that guy that got that lady. The important part is that you still look forward to the time you get to spend together because you go, you know, you know, you know. The reality of life is you're going to have those ups and downs, especially trying to raise a family, your family. Remember, you wanted the family. Oh, oh so now they're not your family. But you wanted the family. Okay. 
And he gave all those reasons that somebody bought. Are you emotionally mature and stable? Because you know being emotionally mature is going to help manage the stress of raising a family. And you want to make sure that your child or children need to have a positive environment when they're growing up to help them develop emotionally. You know, I was, um, I read a story of a lady who <clears throat> blessed to have <clears throat> 44 children. That's her family. Look at those 44 different individual personalities, human beings. You want to make sure that they're growing up so that they are developing emotionally. The question is, are you working on building up your own confidence and independence to make sure that you can take care of yourself first? Well, are you? You know, you're running around, you're taking care of everybody else, but are you taking care of you? Because you got to remember, if you're feeling all anxious and depressed, then you need to let it be known to that person in your life that you want to spend that quality time, lifetime with, you know. You do, don't you? But you got to let that boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, brother, friend, husband, wife, wife, and husband, let them know about how you feel. Because you want to make sure that by letting them know if there's something they can do to help, let them. And apart from emotions, are you physically healthy? Now, guys, we can't partake in that. I know I cannot. I know somebody's going to act like they can. But the ladies know how starting a new family is going to be taxing on their body. The ladies know that by being pregnant or, you know, we guys supporting that person in our life and caring for that new baby, it's going to take a toll. And then as time goes on, you, you want to have that energy to keep up with your child and play with them. And the question is, when was the last time you went to your human physician and asked if they think you're ready to start a family? They know your health. Well, when was the last time? Oh, you're going today? Okay, good for you. But are you aware that raising children is going to leave less time for other activities you might want to do? Make sure it's unselfishly now. Remember now, especially for those of you who don't want to make the mistakes that you say your parents made with you. Because you got to remember, depending on what's going on with you, you won't always have the time for traveling or going out or doing your hobbies as you're raising your children. You know, you want to spend that time with your family and grow together because you know how rewarding it's going to be. You know, you're still doing the things you love. You know, I remember my son. I always remember that. Stayed with me, a workaholic. We were out playing ball. Having a good time. He said, Dad, look me in my eyes. Why are you always working? You know, before his mom translated over from breast cancer, 
I remember sharing. So, hey, if the system, if we had to do all over again, the system came along and two people knocked on the door and they said, hey, we'd like for you to do this. And they swing eight to four, Monday through Friday, company this, company that, company this, company that. Would you mind just hitting me upside the head out of love and say, are you crazy? And I would have said no to the system. Did you know adding a new family member has a lot of additional costs to consider? Have you thought about it? You know, you send down count the cost. Did you did you count the cost about the food and the clothes and all the other necessities it's going to cost? You know, those thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars every year to raise a child until they're an adult. Did you count the cost yet? Both of you working? And are you working? Are you making enough so that you're not becoming a workaholic, if that's the reason, to provide for yourself and that new addition to your family? And while you count the cost, don't forget that one or the other, the child may, or children, may have to go to the hospital for checkups and everything that comes along with them. And don't forget about child care. Have you thought about all that? Do you have a financial safety net, you know, that emergency fund, because you want to make sure that covering those surprise expenses that's going to come along, especially those are medical emergencies. Or maybe you're going to change your job or you're going to take time off for this reason, that reason, maternity or paternity leave. But if you're able, have you set up a savings account? I mean, come on now. Are you really prepared to handle the unexpected? You know, you, you sat down, you want, to, you want to create a family, and you thought you were just with one. You go to the doctor, and next thing you know, they're letting you know you're going to have 44. Or something may be emotionally or physically wrong with that child of love. Do you really know what kind of values you want your family to have? Do you? Are you in that person in your life, that lady, that guy, the husband, wife, wife, and husband? You on the same page? Are you communicating with each other on how you want to communicate with your children and the values you want them to learn and how you want them to manage conflicts? What do you know of what a parent is? Remember I talked about it earlier as it relates to your parent or parents, if you were blessed to have one or both or either. Do you know how to be a parent? Do you know how to discipline and handle the confrontations with your child? Do you have support from your genuine friends and family? You know, that network of people that you trust in. You know, the ones that you can open up and 
share what's going on from that perspective and they be honest with you and not tell you what you want to hear. Well, do you? Okay, all right. So what does the Bible say? Yeah, the Bible. You knew I was always going to get there. But before we get there, did you hear about the guy who was called into his doctor's office? And the doctor sat him down and said, I got some good news and some bad news. Which do you want first? And the guy says, give me the good news first. Okay. The doctor said, your tests are back. And you only have three days to live. That's the good news, the guy explained. For heaven's sake, what's the bad news? Well, said the doctor, my receptionist has been trying to get a hold of you for three days. Have you thought about that as well? While pondering to create a family. You know, the good news and bad news is that the church, you know, made up of individuals, humans, is like a family. And the bad news is the church is like a family. Because family is the place where you and I are supposed to, you know, build our close relationships that we have with each other. You know, we're supposed to find love and, and, and nurture it. You know, we're supposed to find that refuge, that safety and security from that cold and indifferent, unsafe world out there. And we're supposed to be supporting each other and encouraging each other because I remember what my pastor said one time, newly married. I would go to him for this. I would go to him for that. And he said, Gary, go home. Let your hair down with your wife. That's where we can be ourselves and still be accepted and loved. Families are close to our loving God's heart. Matter of fact, now you knew that families were his idea in the first place. You knew that, didn't you? Oh, you thought it originated with you. Oh, you thought it originated with your parents or grandparents. You know, <laughs> I tell the story that, you know, if your parents or grandparents or whomever raised you, you know, you know, with my son, I remember making sure he knew. Let me tell you where your dad came from. Let me tell you the negative things your dad did, you know. Parents and grandparents and great-grandparents, you know, you, you, <laughs> If they open their lips, then you, you'll hear the human frailty. But from the beginning, when God created man, he said it is not good for man to be alone. So he created woman as a helpmate suitable for him. You can find that in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. And while you got your weapons all up, aim it at God. 
Then he blessed them and told them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish, you know, fill the earth. Like in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. I don't know how many the current population is. I'm sure I can look it up, the current known population around the globe. But even after Adam and Eve fell into sin, you know, thinking wrong, saying wrong, doing wrong, sin. You remember how they fell, did you not? Go ahead and read it for you. But even after they fell into sin, guess what? God continued with his plan for family. And when you look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, you see how he even spoke prophetically of the salvation that would come through the seed of the woman. And later after the flood, he reiterated his plan to Noah and his sons. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Genesis chapter 9, verse 1. And as you look, you see how did God continue his plan when he chose Abraham and miraculously gave him a son in his old age. Genesis chapter 21. And so it goes all the way down to the fullness of time when he sent forth his son that you can see in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. You know, to be born in human flesh, to live and to die for the people he himself had created. Now, ponder this. Remember now, you desire a family. Don't you want to know how it all began? You know, you got some individuals going to tell you it began this way, that way, this way, that way. And again, I'm reminded of a bumper sticker I saw outside of a major university. And I was walking down up through the street. And it said, my parents are human. Sorry about yours. Understand throughout the ages, God's plan and desire has always been for parents to raise up their children to know and love him and to walk in his ways. And so when you look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6, then you see how that God told the Israelites to keep his commands in their hearts and to teach them diligently unto their children, talking of them throughout the day in every circumstance of life. And remember, now, you think your parent or parents or grandparents or great-grandparents or whomever the case may be, but really starting with your parents, you thought they didn't know anything. You thought that you were the newest thing on this planet. You thought they were never a baby, never a teenager, never a young adult. You just thought all of a sudden they were just born a parent. There are many families today in deep trouble because they've not been diligently teaching their children instead They've left it to the schools, to the news media, to the museums, to the national parks, and others to do their job. And a lot of people walking around town, especially believers of the household of faith, I'm not going to shove the Bible down my kid's throat. When they're old enough, they can decide for themselves. The problem is these parents forget that while they are not teaching their kids the word of God, the world is shoving its own thought process down their throat, down their mind, you know, humanistic, atheistic, you know, new age religions, all of that, evolutionary. You know, it it sounds good to, to raise your child neutrally, but it's impossible to do so. And I know you think you're doing what's best for your child and children, and then all of a sudden your child's going to be able to objectively look at all their options and choose for themselves when they're older. But in reality, you're leaving them defenseless against the anti-God teaching of today's society. Think about no parent would just let 
their child discover for themselves the dangers of running into a busy street. You're going to teach, you're going to warn, you're even going to hold your child accountable in order to protect them. And that's the same thing. We need to prepare them to face the challenges of the day by, guess what, teaching them a lie? No, teaching them the truth and exposing the lies of a society. Turn this back on God. So when you look at your children that you're desiring to have, you know, in that family, you need to understand that they need to be grounded in the foundational doctrine of creation and everything else, which is so pervasive in our society. And the question is, are you going to teach your children? Are you going to prepare them to withstand this humanistic demonstration of indoctrination by giving them sound biblical and scientific teaching that shows the truth of God's word? Where are you? Are you going to pray with them? Are you going to build relationships with others who can provide a godly example? Remember now, those with whom we spend our time with do determine our character. We're either going to be like them or they're going to be like us. And why are you teaching them? Why are you going to teach them to know and love him, to honor his word and walk in his ways? And again, unfortunately, most families aren't perfect. And you know why they're not perfect? Because they aren't made up of perfect people. Those individuals that you see going into a place of worship that makes up the church in your home, in your home, in your home as well. Some of us can be damaged, wounded. And we bring that woundedness not only to our relationship, but, but to our families. And those make those families less than ideal places for safety and love and comfort and refuge and security. And as we grow up, we formulate our perception of family from our own experiences. I have the greatest respect and admiration for my parents. The greatest respect, have the greatest respect for my grandparents on both sides, my great-grandparents, all of them. Some children are raised with intense conflict or with anger, hostility in the home. That was not the case with my siblings and I. Some are raised where there is no sense of security, where they wonder if they'll be on the streets the next day. And you got others raised in families with addictions or severe emotional trouble. You know it's true. And if these children never experience anything different, guess what? They're going to believe that this is the norm for a family and reproduce that norm when they start their own families. Please remember, families are complex. Think about it. You're talking about consisting of living human beings who interact in a variety of complex ways. Remember the 99 we're going to meet on a daily basis? Think about those individuals. Each person is based upon their own expectations, wounding strengths, and weaknesses that you've developed. So when we talk about, remember when I said church being a family, we bring our own preconceptions into this analogy. Sometimes you wonder why God used family to describe his church, because you've got to figure, if it's God's family, shouldn't it be perfect? Well, and just like our own families, it's comprised of fallible, weak, 
hurting and broken people. God's family, just like our own, is far from perfect with the exception, with the exception. I know you're ready for it. That we have a perfect father. Perfect father. So, my brethren of the household of faith, did you know that Jesus called you and I his brothers and sisters? Did you know that? Over in Mark chapter 3, verse 31 through 35, then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around, and they told him, your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. Who are my mother and my brothers, he asked. Then he looked at those seated in a circle around him and said, here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Let me ask you a question. You don't mind, do you? What are your motives? Yes, your motives. For desiring a family? Do you really want a family? Or just a child? Or children? Why is it important for you to continue your lineage? What is a family to you? Or you, or you. Keep 